Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So, I've made this walk up to St James's Park so many times. I came to university here and uh, now a few years later I live here again and it's pretty remarkable St James's Park because it's a huge stadium right in the middle of the city it's a one-off it's extraordinary really and it just appears out of the middle of the shops and the houses and everything like that but a huge part of going to the game here, I've never gone directly to the game. You have to go to the pub first because getting into the pub and talking about the game and sharing that excitement that everyone in the city has right here in the centre of the city is a huge part of it before you can get to the stadium. So for that reason, I'm meeting a meal in the pub before we get in. There is a choice, there is a selection, but we're going right up to St James's Park to have a little chat about the game. Oh, and that's busking Joe. This, this is the essence of Newcastle, really, isn't it? Yeah. The fact that you come to a pub around the stadium, within stone's throw of the stadium, before it starts, and everywhere is totally packed. And yet, you're within a goal kick of the stadium. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, every away fan always says that this is the joy of coming to Newcastle so much so make a weekend of it. Um, this is Emil Frankie. Every home game, he interviews fans around St James's Park for the club's fanzine, True Faith, so he knows the mood around Newcastle as well as anyone else. I don't think I've ever been to another club that has got Chelsea aside, maybe when I walk, walk through the streets of the day, but that have got a, a stadium that is about 15 minutes away from the biggest nightclub um, that, that's that's the the best part of it this has got everything it's a 15 minute city it's everything you need you want to get to the coast you can drive there in 15 minutes if you want to get down to the metro center it's there in 15 minutes all right tourist sports uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look it's it's um it's such a special thing of literally being here next to you now and being able to go in the stadium in, in about five minutes is so, just a remarkable so how is the atmosphere around the place changed since Ashley's gone because I know like people have talked specifically about one side of the, the takeover the Saudis coming in but from living in the city you know the main bit the main bit is about Ashley going and about that slow death of nearly 15 years being over I mean even when let's be frank the team was still crap before yeah. Christmas that atmosphere was totally different, wasn't it? I, I'm not sure if people outside the city really got that. Yeah, that, that, that same team played Tottenham the other day. I don't know if you, you noticed. Um, <laughs> it was the uh, the ghost of Brucey past came back to haunt us. Um, yeah, I mean, the match is now an event again. I mean, it, it, it was always an event, but now it is it is almost like 
you, you you make an actual effort to make a day of the game. There's a group of friends I know who, you know, win, lose, or draw. We are we are meeting up after the game, regardless. We're meeting yeah. up before the game because we, we want to make a day of it. it. It feels like you almost have to say to yourself, um, whatever plans I've got tomorrow. I might have to put them on standby because I don't know how I'm going to be feeling the next day, and yeah. and that that didn't used to happen before. It was a case of saying like, oh god, like what's the next game going to be like? What's that obligation? Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. okay, well I've got a ticket. I might as well go. It's something to do, isn't it? But now it's the hottest ticket in town. You've got everyone asking for spares, uh, myself included, because I I stupidly didn't get it. Well, maybe, maybe wisely didn't get a season ticket back when uh, the, the last regime was there, but. It is. It's. It's a day out now. It's a full day out. It might even be two days out. It's a real special experience. Even when Newcastle are on the TV, everyone's like, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing for the game? What are you doing for the game?" This. I'm like, "Oh, I, re I really wish I wasn't busy because I, I want to be spending time with you before the game." Um, it's. It's a real thing, and, and people are getting to the ground earlier. Um, like the, the, the Tottenham game when the takeover had just happened, people were yeah. in two hours before kickoff. Not as much now, but like everyone wants to see the flags again. Everyone wants to soak up that atmosphere. I took my mum to a first game um, the last time we were at home about a month ago, and that was a real special experience because yeah. although she's not a football fan, uh, because of the stuff that I do outside of the ground and things like that, she's almost become a Newcastle fan more by proxy. Yeah. Um, I mean, her, my granddad he was a Newcastle fan anyway, but I think that she's become more involved as of that and you know my enjoyment of the game meant that she watches at home and goes oh well he'll be in a good mood won't he if, uh, if they win a day so taking her along to that first game she was like I appreciate now the the feeling of, of the fans and I you know I think it, she got swept up in it a little bit of seeing like all, all of the fans being upstanding before the game the just it just it just felt really good it feels good to be a Newcastle fan at the minute so are you getting that same thing off the fans that you speak to because when you do the true faith cam afterwards and you go out and, and speak to people how how has how has that changed how how has the reaction of other people changed i mean there's always a warmth about this city i don't think there's any doubt about that yeah. but now there's an optimism and it's not a we're going to win the premier league no, next season kind of optimism it's just a sense of everyone pulling in the same sort of direction well, well everyone went mad when they cleaned the windows I don't know if you saw that the, there was news reports there was videos there was everything going on uh, when they, when they cleaned the stadium um, <laughs> today's the first day with the, the, the Shearer's bar signs back everyone we're going to be filming outside of there after the game yeah. I'm really excited because I get to be like oh we're at Shearer's for the first time ever doing this yeah. um, Fan, fans are just excited anyway. I mean, they're, they're still as drunk as they always were, and you, you, you'll get the, the occasional Raji who walks by who doesn't know where he is but likes the like the sight of a camera and will shout anything at you. Um, but yeah, the I mean, mentioning the Tottenham game again. Although we lost that game, there was still a bit of a renewed optimism. People were like, "Ah, oh, we'll be all right," you know, like don't worry about it. And it's been quite amazing to contrasting it with how we started the season to to when we're on now since we've had those wins and being able to talk about wins it's just it's a it's miles different the Brighton game in particular was one where a game where no one expected to win it um, and I think that people coming out of that were just like I mean me included I, I got a bit carried away that day and, and thought to myself this is great this this is incredible um, th there's just a, a such a good buzz um, even talking to you now before we go in I'm, I'm thinking to myself I'm like yeah yeah easy Wolves will be Wolves will be a pushover. <laughs> Edit this if we lose. Wolves are going to be a very tough ask, um, but yeah, it's. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I really can't put it into words. Just what it's like. 
you have to have seen and, and lived through some of the actual bad times to really understand it which is why I don't think any other fan will, unless you've been in that position say Man City who've gone from polar opposites entirely of Division 3 to a, a, a mass takeover and winning the league but it's not just about the money is it no no no, no. It, it's, and it's not just about the results I think that's the thing it's just the, you the, want the engagement with the exactly. fans it's, it's, it's communication yeah. it's every single thing um, even today we saw an interview with Alan Shearer probably the first interview with Alan Shearer sat in the Newcastle dressing room for wow. oh god, well over ten years, surely. Since he probably his first time in that dressing room since he was manager, yeah. I would say anyway. Um, but like the club sitting down with Alan Shearer, Les Ferdinand, getting people like Warren Barton back in and actually cherishing that and actually respecting what was once rather than you know just like looking at it and going nah you know what we don't need to get them on fans yeah. won't be, fans won't be bothered doing the bare minimum to just take along if I'm to quote our last manager now it's like we're actually engaging with the fans and using yeah. them and you know celebrating war flags e each day I believe today that um, the owners have actually got flags on their seats so um, that, that'll be huge that everything's an opportunity to just get back to this club where the fans are the core and, and that's all uh, what it always should have been it, it should never have been that we were frozen out like we were um, it feels like we're being listened to it feels like we're actually being taken into account and, and that's really all we ever wanted and it just so happens that the manager and the players are starting to do their thing as well so long, long roll on <laughs> everything else <laughs> See the other side of it because there's been a lot of talk about the owners it took ages to get through the Premier League I, yeah. I, I mean it's difficult isn't it because it is. I guess how, how have you and your friends discussed it has it been something that's been ideologically difficult for some of your friends that support Newcastle and how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record for the amount of things that I say about it. But I, I guess with everyone else, it's like this. This isn't the question to land at a football fan's door. I mean, I, I go to the match to watch eleven blokes kick a ball around, and and see Eddie Howe use his tactics. I don't really go to to try and have some sort of battle in myself to have a, a, a you know a worry about what's going on elsewhere and I guess that that's this whole thing in action but then again you know these issues obviously are now at our doorstep were many fans thinking about it before the takeover probably not are many thinking about it now I'll be brutally honest I don't think many people are bothered about what's going on yeah okay the um the Chelsea issue is is brought more of this to light and I guess that it's an uncomfortable light for Newcastle fans because I think as, as Luke of your parish has said you know we're the next one you know yeah. as, as soon as, as soon as Saudi Arabia fall out of favour with the UK government we're next unfortunately um, you have to hope that that doesn't happen in a way um, but equally you know if it, if it does happen then then rightfully so um, throughout the entire thing I've maintained that the best thing to do is just be aware of it don't hold a Saudi flag up don't wear headdresses don't 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 make a fool yeah. of yourself sadly there's still a few who do I think it's dying down now we've seen Saudi flags replaced with Brazil flags because of our Lord and Saviour Joe Linton uh, coming coming into his own it's only right uh, yeah exactly yeah he deserves all the credit he can get after uh, changing his ways um, which is still baffling uh, that's that's the biggest part of the takeover and the money doesn't even come into it um, it's 
yeah it, uh, always be mindful is, is, is always what I'll say to Newcastle fans but I would challenge any other fan who pokes at it and saying like oh it's all blood money all blood money if any other team bar the top six who haven't had this already had this sort of money coming in what would you do would you say I'm not going to go and watch my team suddenly become the richest club in the world like I think I'm not going to turn my back that's the thing isn't it like what you think ideologically and what you feel when you go in the stadium it's actually quite difficult to to balance isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah I mean it's like I've mentioned this already that do I expect any of the players to not work for this this ownership you know are they, are they going to sit down and go nah you know right, I'm all, I'm not playing because I disagree with it would be the first football players ever to do that exactly yeah I, I mean Dan Byrne imagine him just like saying nah no 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 thanks they wouldn't they wouldn't last a second at the club same as Eddie Howe being asked these questions if he said anything critical he knows that I mean he knows that he's at risk because you can't be seen to be doing that in the same way that Pep Guardiola probably bats down questions about anything to do with Abu Dhabi um, and, and the way that I guess journalists are batting down questions now about going to Qatar and and, and taking that money saying oh it's our job I guess for a football fan although we're not paid to do it um, we, we get a certain it's not really a choice is it no exactly once we, you're past a certain point I want to go and see Newcastle win today more than anything because it gives me my setup for the week you know that there's a certain level of serotonin that comes from seeing Newcastle win today and that does determine whether or not your entire week or weekend is going to be good I mean we're here on a Friday night if Newcastle lose tonight I'm going to have a pretty bad weekend I'm honest you know I'll forget about it but there will be an element of me that thinks oh that's a shame that oh damn really bad way to start the weekend if we win tonight Newcastle bars everywhere around us is going to make a killing and and that's massive for the city because it's what what the city relies on tourist board again by the way um, <laughs> some MP will be listening going yeah yeah great um but no, it's um, it is it, it's part of the weekend, and I know that sounds very cliched. It's it's like the you know, got to get out of the house. Some blokes don't do anything else. They go to work, go to the match, go home again. Um, it, it's really difficult to tear yourself away from a football club that you have followed for this long. Um, and I mean, through thick and thin, some fans will say that you're not even experienced half of it. I mean, like Wimbledon, for example, Andy, you're like you know. Like, but but that, that's, that's the thing with any discussion of whether it be it's all relative, money yeah. or problems or whatever else. I think what about is like yeah. completely useless, isn't know, it? Really, it's, it's not like our misery is worse than your misery no, no, or whatever. Exactly. I, I mean, it's, that, that was the thing with Newcastle under Ashley. It was a very particular sort of misery that was very difficult to explain to people outside the city yeah. because people would say, well, you're in the Premier League most of the time. You know, it's it's it's, it's fine. What's what? The, but the complete absence of hope. I guess what this has proved, like the, the new owners coming in, is that it sounds very simple, but hope is important, no, that's isn't the it? Key word. That's the key word. Hope has replaced desperation. Uh, replaced, sorry, desperation. Um, it's it's the fact that the fact that we lost five one last time out. Two days later, you're thinking, oh well, yeah. okay, well it's all right because we've got we've got everyone back at the ground. Every everyone's in in in, in this together. Uh, whatever whatever Eddie Howe chooses to do today, um, we'll we'll back it. Uh, the players put their all into it. We'll back it. The owners will be there, cool. And uh, if we don't win against Wolves, then we we go again against next Sunday. Whereas if you won three 0 under Ashley. 
you'd be thinking, oh God, this won't last. You know, <laughs> this isn't going to last. You know, what, 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 how yeah. is it? How, Even how, a blind squirrel finds an well, art, exactly, etc. That's it, exactly. And, and it was, you know, um, like as summer approached, Newcastle had a, a knack in the last few seasons from Benitez to Bruce to really hit form towards the end of the season and you thought to yourself oh this is great this imagine if it was like this all the time but you knew the summer was coming you knew that no investment was coming and already you were thinking well if we don't improve on this we're doomed next season and every single time the fans were proved right and I think that that was more apparent than ever at the start of this season when we yeah. went on that well we didn't we didn't even win a game uh, until a, f- a few games into Eddie Howe's uh, management this season would have been such a disaster um, if the takeover hadn't happened when it had done um, if we if we'd had to go through the like the arbitration proceedings this this January um, Steve Bruce would have been in, still have been in charge then yeah. and even then the arbitration wouldn't have been the start of it we would have had to wait until maybe I don't know maybe even March for a takeover to happen by that point we would have been down because I didn't see anything changing this season the look had run out the ideas had run out and Ashley wasn't the type of manager that would listen to fans uh, I spoke about this the other day saying that in that Tottenham game when Bruce was still in charge we we happened to have a moment there where the fans decided right the owners are here we're losing 3-2 we're going to lose this anyway now's the time to make our voice heard and I, I think that was the bit where the fans clicked and went these these new owners they're going to listen so let's yeah. give I mean you know give Bruce hell like let's make our voice heard because for so many years um, we weren't being listened to like yeah. you know dismay over Bruce was there from the season he came in we didn't even want him there really yeah. some gave him a chance me included and I thought right okay we'll see how he does but very quickly it became apparent that this isn't the manager to take us forward and it didn't matter what you said nothing was going to change it no matter what you said uh, in the ground no matter how many times you made yourself heard Ashley is not a reactionary person he just go yeah be fine be fine because we'll do it we'll make our own look as he said in that interview and each time we never never changed it was just so frustrating it's, it's funny actually because um, a friend of mine who uh, was a business writer he knew Mike Ashley quite well or knew his business quite well when he, when he took over Newcastle and obviously when he came in he initially ingratiated himself with Newcastle fans. He was drinking pints in the yeah, away yeah, end yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Downing. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, drinking is, is to understate. Sorry, Mike, if you're Power listening. Power drinking is the term that he would yeah. use. Power drinker. He, he probably would. <laughs> but I think he's. my friend said to me, he said, what you need to understand is he doesn't care about anyone else's opinion. And you know what? He couldn't have fulfilled that role more faithfully yeah. could he really yeah. well the only the only time i think it, he ever did it and he did it abysmally and look i i don't want to besmirch king kev's name on uh, on the ramble of course because uh, i'll probably end up in you know he'll probably come around and drop some wine bottles outside of my house but <laughs> um chances are like that that decision when he brought keegan in was was potentially well and shearer that season for example that was when ashley seemed to i don't know like it almost felt like he lost the plot a bit. It was like, oh god, uh, quick, right, get Keegan, right, okay, that didn't work, right, quick, get, 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 joking here, god, <laughs> god, Jesus, uh, and then and then Shearer, and it was like, who's next, like, and and then Deck, like, and probably Robson Green is like a, a assistant manager. It was like that weird season where it, the wheels firmly came off, and, and Keegan had been slung out and thrown under the bus. Um, 
and then relegation happened it was like oh god like all of those false dawns at, at the start when he took over became apparent and not long after that I think Benitez is the perfect example of being like right there's a manager who's really doing well for the club the only problem was that he spoke out that many times against Ashley and that's why the fans got so behind Benitez it yeah. wasn't because of the playing style it wasn't the fact that he knew how to do it it was the fact that he told it how it was yeah like, we need investment the owner's not doing it so I hope that we're going to get some investment and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't more often than not I didn't it, it was just a shocking turn of events um, so much so that, that I know some people who were like oh well Benitez wanted too much to stay and it was like no 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 he would have stayed if it weren't for that and I think that that was the start of something special and contrastingly now um, we've got the ownership who trust in a manager who can do that and, yeah. and I think that's it it's like what does Eddie Howe need he needs new players in January right we'll go and get some and it happened there we go I think it was after the um, after oh, I can't remember maybe the what uh, no the Cambridge game the Cambridge game when we lost in the FA Cup it was like what we needed today was a striker right go and get a striker Chris yeah. Wood comes in bang done that was like the reaction that we needed and I think we only ever had that one January under Ashley it just it was so inconsistent it was just so never learned from the mistakes and it was almost unbelievable like you'd think like you know oh I, I left the tap running the house is flooded I best not do that again <laughs> go out again saying I'm just gonna leave that tap on see what happens it'll be all right I'll be back in time oh no it's flooded again that was it it was over and over again not learning from the same mistakes like finishing fifth one year and then reinforcing your team with Vernon and Anita that is not the way to go into um, that's not the way to go into like the, 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 the new season so so annoying just so annoying so I, I guess finishing with a flush of optimism yeah after the inevitable victory <laughs> later so about Ashley <laughs> yeah we'll get away from that <laughs> after the inevitable victory later or you know what even if it's not a victory the, the pubs will still be full afterwards there's, there's no doubt about that this city is unique as we were saying I think cert certainly within within England in terms of it being central geographically it's also central to the life of the city what is it about Newcastle that makes it so it's, it's not just the geography is it it's the people it's the people I, I, I've been lucky enough because I'm, I'm, I'm not from Newcastle but it has always felt like home came to uni here moved up here for then um, and part of that was because not because I knew the actual city itself was it was because I knew that I'd feel safe I knew that I could walk along a street and like ask someone anything and like have a chat and it helps being from around here like from County Durham but like it, I don't know it's there's just something about it um, going back to Cambridge I know their fans were very complimentary of, of us when they came they were like oh thank you for making us feel so welcome yeah. and it was always going to be like that it's it's every fan you know there's a reason that in Newcastle there is not an away fans bar yeah. like everywhere you go if you're on the road when I've been down to London it's like oh no away fans oh, they, oh where, where, where are you going before the game oh we're going to go to this pub because that's where everyone has to go uh, or, or in the case of Stoke-on-Trent you have to go to a five-a-side uh, pitch which which still baffles me to this day when I live down right? there oh yeah 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 <laughs> honestly the, uh, the, the, the I think it's a harvester or a five-a-side pitch and I think the last time Newcastle fans were down there they actually joined in on one of the five-a-sides games so um, yeah it's, it's baffling but um, yeah like no away fan pubs like 
you'll find I think we've just seen a, a couple of Wolves fans come in before actually yeah, in, yeah. in this pub yeah it's there's nowhere there's nowhere like it and people people Sunderland fans will hate this but it is a bit different I mean Sunderland's probably the same if you went to Sunderland you wouldn't get the reception of feeling like an outsider I think everyone's welcome it's the northeast. we are very much uh, an inclusive area where we are happy just to chat away you know we'll, we'll, we'll chat to this person chat to that person oh what did you think of the game oh I didn't mind that alright see you later oh do you want a pint um, Newcastle is nightlife and uh, it thrives off it and the fact that when you're here on a match night and you see the lights when you're driving in, if you're in the city, you can still see that little glow. Even if you're as far out as where I live in Gateshead, there's like little, little slight lightness to the sky. And um, you're like, oh, it's, it's match night tonight. And it's like, it's so good, so good. Like hearing it, seeing it, I just, I, I can't quite put it into words. And I'm sure Pete can back me up in saying that there is just something special about having a stadium next door to everything that's going on it's the best city in the world have I have I said enough about the uh, the city <laughs> give, give me a job on the council please <laughs> number one Martin Dubravka number five Fabian Cher number seven Joe Linton number eight and captain John Joe Shelby number ten Alan San Maximan Number 13, Max Target. Number 17, Emil Kraft. Number 20, Chris Wood. Number 21, Ryan Fraser. Number 33, Dan Byrne. And number 39, Bruno Gimaires. On the bench for the captain tonight. over the top there have been a few little like half chances for Newcastle so far trying to build some momentum but that's super difficult against Wolves it's been quite bitty quite stop start in the first 20 minutes but the crowd are trying to pick them up for sure Finish. I think they just about deserve that. 
First goal of the game to Newcastle. The scorer, number 20, Chris Wood. Right, they're checking it. The VAR decision awaited. Possible offside. Yeah, that's here from the top. You can hear it's offside. We're still goalless. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So Wolves have had an on-target-ish shot from Huang for the first time. 55 minutes. Cher could have headed it out of play, but in trying to keep it in, he set up a Wolves counter-attack. Started the second half a lot better. Well, I didn't show any attacking intent in the first half whatsoever. a goal though Wolves actually look interested in trying to score a goal now which is why you're getting this counter reaction from the crowd so Maximum doing the difficult bit a little dribble and then overcooking the pass out of play nearly but not quite from Newcastle have to keep the fans interested. But just not quite enough to get the nose in front. Oh, that was a great chance for some Maxima. Great ball in by Guimaraes. Loads of space, could have stopped it. Had a big swipe at it first time. And over the top. Oh, but the crowd loving Bruno Gimenez. An absolute dreamboat of a footballer. The 
Looks like Chris Wood on pens. Surely this time. I feel like Jose Saar got a decent piece of Chris Wood there. It is a penalty. Deserved. Even if Wolves have come out to play a little bit more in the second half, I think we've struggled to argue that Newcastle didn't deserve that. The first goal of the game to Newcastle, and definitely this time, and the scorer number 20, Chris Wood. Break. Another break. Oh, Bruno Guimaraes just missed by Whisker. It's a corner, so I guess it must have taken a little nick. They should have had that. They should have had that. So there's just been a brief stoppage. Um, a few players have had a quick drink. And Dan Byrne, from fully the centre of the pitch, has launched so his bottle straight back off the field. He's got an absolute rocket of a ride. Five, Marcel coming off, replaced by number three, Ryan Edney. Good save from Dubravka, that. He must be chilly. He's not had much to do. Nice sharp little low save from... Fabio Silva. Indicated a minimum of four minutes stoppage time to be added. Four minutes. It's interesting given that Steve Bruce was often criticised when he was here for not being active enough in the touchline. It's like Newcastle have got two managers now because Eddie Howe is there doing it all on the touchline but so is Jason Tindall. I don't know if it's in my mind because of course for Howe's first game he had Covid so he wasn't here and it was Tindall who was leading it with some phone messages from Eddie Howe. So Maximan's off again. He needs his reward. He needs his reward. Come on. Oh, great run straight to the keeper. Oh. 
Alan, what are you doing to us? Bruno Lage is going absolutely apeshit at his team. Dubravka's taken a long time to get up after catching that cross. It looks like he's got cramp. Not, I'm not sure I've seen that for a while. A goalkeeper with cramp. All about eating up the time at this point. points back into the town and Joe's still here Presents is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 